Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Support for the Dan Patrick Show podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home is so much more than a house. It's your own little slice of heaven. That's why when you find the perfect place for you and your family, getting a mortgage shouldn't get in the way. Imagine how it feels to have an award-winning team by your side through every step of this process. It's awesome. Exactly what you get with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Their team of mortgage experts obsessed with finding a better way, which means that their number one goal, make home buying process smoother for you. With industry-leading online lending technology developed in the heart of Detroit, Rocket Mortgage is changing the game. It's an award-winning client service and support every step of the way. Quicken Loans has helped millions of Americans achieve their dream of home ownership, and they're going to help you. Visit rocketmortgage.com slash Jan. Take the first step toward the home of your dreams. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Push button. Get mortgage. Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Be 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port and finance agreement required. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Mansion. You can see him. He's crestfallen. This is Dan Patrick. Uh, it's hour one on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick show. Lots to talk about. Some baseball, football coming up tonight. Some basketball from last night as Kawhi gets his ring in Toronto. You got Celtics and the Sixers tonight. Jets at the Ravens. Boys are here ready to go. We'll talk to Ladanian Tomlinson from the NFL Network. Hall of Fame running back. Should the NFL be protecting Lamar Jackson? That seems to be the big topic going in, into this game tonight. I saw where Earl Thomas, the defensive back for the Ravens, said that the NFL has to do a better job in protecting him. He said uh, the following, I think the refs need to pay closer attention to that as well, protecting him a little bit more because teams are trying to do, I'm not saying they're trying to hurt Lamar, but they're definitely going at his legs more than they were doing that at first. And that's according to Earl Thomas, the great defensive back for the Ravens. All right, what I would love Earl Thomas to do is, could you get some video and show me where these players are going after his legs? How would you tackle Lamar Jackson, Earl? Because you're not quite sure. Is he a quarterback? Is he a running back? Does he become? When does he become a running back? When does he give up his quarterbacking duties? Um you know, and I said this before that I think during the postseason this will be an issue with Lamar Jackson, and this is something that the uh, Ravens are trying to get out in front of. And that is to say, hey, let, let's just lay the groundwork here. Keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson goes from being a quarterback and then he becomes a running back. And once he becomes that running back, all bets are off. I go back to what happened with Cam Newton. 
And I don't think the NFL did a good job at all in protecting Cam Newton because I thought teams, in particular, the Denver Broncos went out of their way to hurt Cam Newton. And it was a primetime game. They went out of their way to try to hurt him. And I think that with Lamar Jackson, this is going to be maybe protocol. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I would tell my defensive players, you get a chance to hit him, you hit him. Even if he doesn't have, you know, and do it under the rules. But if you get a chance to hit him and he's a running back, you hit him. If he's going to, you're not quite sure if he handed the ball off or not, hit him. That would be my approach because somebody is going to go after him. If he's not in, we win. Now, you don't want somebody to target somebody that way. It happens all the time with star players. Somebody is trying to take your head off. Somebody's going at your knees. You know, Lamar Jackson, does he deserve preferential treatment? No, he doesn't. They protect the quarterbacks enough. But once you get out of the pocket, then then it's different. Then the rules change, and I have to give some, not advantage, but I have to at least give a little leeway to the defense here with Lamar Jackson. He's been wonderful. He's going to be your MVP. He needs his 22 yards to pass Michael Vick for the single-season quarterback rushing record. And, you know, Jackson has said that Michael Vick was his favorite player, but really that only scratches the surface of what Jackson has been able to do. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes. Doesn't that surprise you a little bit? Because we keep focusing on him as a runner. And if you focus on him as a runner, he can beat you with his arm. Now, that, that's what makes him so great is he's able to throw from the pocket. When he gets out of the pocket and he's running, that's why he's going to be the MVP. That's why Baltimore's probably going to get the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And the NFL is a league of strategy. Jackson's success could affect team builders. You know, as you look at this, if you're a GM or you're a coach, who do you want in there? Who are you going to take? Does that change your philosophy at all in what kind of offense you're going to run? Now, granted, there's only one Lamar Jackson. There's one Patrick Mahomes here. There's one Aaron Rodgers. Quarterbacks are unique. Drew Brees, if you would have said that guy's going to throw for 75,000 yards when it's all said and done, you would have said, you're crazy. That little guy? If I said Russell Wilson is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, you would have said, really? That's why you get a quarterback and you use his uniqueness. That's the key. And if you do that, then you have a chance to be really successful with that quarterback. And stop with this. Every time I bring up Lamar Jackson, now we'll see how long that uh, you know that strategy works. Where he's going to run? I go. I'm using him for as long as I can. If if that's the case, then don't draft him. Like I don't. I'm not drafting somebody to go. I wonder if he's going to have a 15 year career. I'm drafting you, saying I got you for five years. I'm going to use you. To the best of your ability, I'm going to cater my offensive strategy to you. After that, I hope we can re-sign you. But until then, I'm going to use you to what is my best advantage, and that is winning now. The Ravens aren't going, you know, we're going to be really good next year. The Ravens are saying, we can win a Super Bowl this year. And as a result, you use Lamar Jackson accordingly. I don't want to overuse him. I wonder if there's load management with Lamar Jackson coming up here. You still want everything to go through Baltimore during the AFC playoffs. You you need that home field advantage. Because Kansas City's coming to town. 
or the Patriots are coming to town or the Texans are coming to town, you want them on your turf. But in the meantime, how much does he play against the Jets? They're 16-and-a-half-point favorites, and that's what I would uh, I would be interested in, you know, hearing from John Harbaugh at some point saying, you know what, our philosophy is going to be this. You know, RG3 can go in. He's not the same quarterback, but at some point, I, I do want to have a little load management. He's got a quad injury, which I don't know what exactly that means as far as what kind of usage he has tonight. Is he is it different? But uh, load management would be something that I would be really curious about with the Ravens these last couple of weeks. Yeah, Paul. Could you see John Harbaugh not necessarily sitting him, but if they're up 21-3 at half, he says to the offensive coordinator, how about some straight handoffs where he just gives the ball to somebody or straight passes where – He's not vulnerable. Avoid vulnerability in a game that might be – this game could be over at halftime. I don't know if he, if you can tell somebody to go out and say, I need you to be more of this and less of that. I, I think there's a lot of instinctive greatness to Lamar Jackson. It's just I don't want him – now, you know, the Jets' best defensive players aren't playing tonight. Jamal Adams is not playing tonight. Is he McLevin? No, I think about four or five Quentin Williams. players are out. Yeah, yeah, so that'll help, but – I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get to the third quarter and Lamar Jackson is not playing. Let him get his numbers. Let him be the uh, all-time single-season rushing uh, champ as far as quarterbacks go. Make sure you secure the victory. This, you know, this is in college. There are no style points here. Win the game, and then you move on. And then you're going to give him an extra rest because it's a Thursday night and you won't play until the following weekend. Yeah, McLevin. Quad injuries, just, that's uh, sports talk for nothing. Right. I mean, how many people have quad injuries in SIDA? I, I don't buy quad injury. What does that mean? Show me the quad injury. Well, he says he's 100%. So right. And they're listening with a quad injury. So what does that mean? I mean, probably, is that a bruise? Does he have a quad injury? If you're 100%, do you have a quad injury? He has the same injury Giannis had last night for sitting out a random game against the Pelicans that they could win. Quad injury. By the way, the NBA, can you imagine if the, the beginning of the season, before Zion got hurt, and you saw Pelicans, Bucks, and you went Greek Freak Zion. Wednesday night, no football. Man, I want to watch that or I want to go see that game. Now you got Zion, who may not be back until after the All-Star break, may not play this year. And then the Greek Freak sits out with a quad injury. NBA's in trouble here during the regular season because – you know, I'm, I watched the Raptors last night. You know, it's a nice little ceremony there with Kawhi going back. But it, it's still not must-see TV. The must-see TV was the ceremony there. But as far as the game, it wasn't a good game at all. Uh, Lakers Lakers were up, I think, 24 on Orlando, and Orlando came back and tied it. But the Lakers did pick up the win off to their best start in since the mid-'80s. But, you know, what are you tuning in to see now? Get a little parched there when it comes to must-see TV. Yes, McLovin. A lot of dads have told me that their kids only consume the NBA via YouTube and their phones. Yeah. That, and that maybe TV ratings is an old metric that doesn't apply to how people consume the league today. It might not even matter as much as we think. All right. I mean, I'm not sure how you monetize everyone looking on their phones, but can the league be just as popular even if people aren't watching whole games? But what if ratings were up? What would we be saying? The NBA is more popular than ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, it feels like this is a a marketing strategy of saying, you know, we don't expect uh, our viewers to, to be, be staying in there and watching a whole game. You know, they consume it with social media. Okay. 
And maybe they do. I'm just saying as an NBA fan, and I like to watch a game, it's hard to watch. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's highlights. Yeah. What do you need to watch the whole game for when you can have it condensed down to the best three minutes? I know. I'm old school. No, I'm just old. I, but I do like watching the context of a game sometimes. You know, I, I do like watching it. Yeah, Paul. On the Zion Williamson thing, there's not much reported in the New Orleans newspapers, but uh, the six- to eight-week window, eight weeks will be a week from today. When it was announced that it was a six- to eight-week injury, that would be one week from yesterday. Well, I, I want to bring back what Reggie Miller had to say. Reggie did a game in New Orleans last week, and I asked him about this, and he said, no, nah, you know, they're looking at Zion coming back in December. And then Reggie had this to say about the time frame for Zion Williamson. Let me clarify what I said. Okay. I don't think we'll see him this calendar year. When in 2020 will we see him? I, I'm thinking more after the All-Star break. Now, David Griffin and them, they swear he'll be back sooner than that. Wow. But he is not even on the court yet. Yeah, that's the big issue here. And then I saw something yesterday where – McLevin, did you see that report where it, it posed the possibility of Zion not playing this year? No, that's – as a – NBA fan, that's terrible. I don't know if it was on Around the Horn or Pardon the Interruption, but I think that's where I saw it. I didn't hear, uh, you know, the guys talking about it, but I did see it on the screen. Yeah, Paul. A week ago, about on December 5th, they, uh, Gentry said, I'm sorry, Griffin, the GM, said, he's certainly going to be playing this year. We're trying to win basketball games, but he will not likely be asked to do back-to-backs initially, back-to-back games. There will be a sort of ramp-up to getting him back to what you would call full strength. But he – shunned away any idea that he'd be shut down. This is from December 5th. Yeah, I don't know what I saw yesterday, but I, I, it was on either Around the Horn or Pardon the Interruption where it talked about Zion, and then it made me think about Reggie, and then Reggie texted me, and he said, hey, did you see this? And he goes, didn't I talk about this on the show? So maybe I'll look at what Reggie texted me yesterday, but you know, the fact you would shut down Zion, and it, and it does feel like you'll get to the point where why bother to have him come back? That's that's what I wonder. You know, because this is your plant knee. You know, all that power, all that dunking, you go up on that knee, you come down on that knee. And if I'm New Orleans, I'm going to play the long game here, and there's no need to bring him back. Now, I feel bad for those season ticket holders who are like, yeah, everybody bought in, literally, and you might not be watching. You'll be watching Zion Williamson on the sidelines. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email at uh, address uh, dp at danpatrick.com, Thursday night football. The Angels uh, got Anthony Rendon, seven years, 245. Unless you watch the postseason, you're probably not aware of how good Anthony Rendon is. Uh, I thought he was the best player on the uh, everyday player on the Nationals, and that's when Bryce Harper was there. I thought Rendon was a better player. I think this is a great pickup for the Angels. You know, you, you save yourself $90 million that you would have spent for Garrett Cole, and you get an everyday guy, and he's going to be there in the lineup with Mike Trout. You know, they got some question marks here, but you got a great manager, and I think Rendon, who, you know, I saw stories where, you know, he's, he's not a big West Coast guy. but And then the Dodgers decided to back off Rendon. We'll talk to Tom Berducci. He'll join us from the uh, owners' meetings here. Uh Rendon's a great player. He really is. That's a great player. Great pickup, I think, for the Angels. But, you know, you look at 7-245 and you go, all right, well, watch him. 
Uh, I think he's better than Machado. You know, he's up there with uh, Arenado. He's he's a really, really good player. And uh, with that lineup, I think that's a great pickup for them. Scott Boris has had a pretty good week. I think he has <laughs> negotiated deals over $800 million. I don't know what his percentage is of that. Is it 5% or 10? I can't imagine. I, I think he's like 2 or 3%, something like that. Yeah, Todd. But even if it was like a half of a percent or a tenth of one percent, it's still insane money with all these guys. Money flying around all over the place. I know. That's pretty crazy. Uh, what kind of poll question do you have for me, McClellan? Uh, okay, we have a bunch of options. Sorry. Off last night's NBA games, which would you most want to watch? The Bucks without Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden shooting 18 three-pointers against the Cavs, or I'm looking for a fourth option, a rom-com on Netflix, paint dry, but, hey, people are tweeting us saying this is more cord-cutting on the ratings because it's on cable. We're getting a lot of tweets on your comments on the first. I, and I can could, I could understand that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that before, and leagues are concerned about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But is there cord-cutting for the NFL? Well, that's on network, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's easier to access as a cord-cutter. I can't. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but we actually want the real poll to be this three-batter minimum. Uh, are we... Are we for it or against it? Because on this side of the glass, we're, the Danettes are split about MLB's possibility of a three-batter minimum. Which, uh... Yeah, like we're, you're getting ahead of ourselves here. Sorry, yeah. I didn't bring this up. But uh, there's a three-batter minimum, and it's coming to baseball in 2020. Uh, I saw this report. Um, so what happens is if you bring a pitcher in, he's got to face at least three batters. They're, they're trying to cut down on that. You come in and you face one batter. And then you come in and you face one batter. So this is something that it, this isn't being proposed. This looks like it's actually happening in 2020, which is pretty amazing. So you're going to eliminate the one and two batter relief appearances, mid-inning pitching changes, and you're going to take away some dead time, improve the flow of the game. So I, I understand that. You know, Tony uh, LaRussa, the genius, uh, he's the one that brought this up where, you know, hey, we're going to bring in the righty against the righty and lefty. You know, so all this strategy that went in there, but these games were just taking. I, I don't care how long a game lasts. It's the flow of the game that bothers me. Now, if a movie is great, then I, I don't look at my watch. But if it feels like it slows down, then you start to go, well, it's getting a little bit long. Baseball is supposed to be timeless. I get that. But it, at a certain point, you have to put them on the clock of, we want to keep your attention here. We want you watching. And I think that they've slowed down the game. And, you know, the analytics will probably bear that out, that this is what you need to do, you know, with righty against righty. I understand all of that. But at some point, the flow of the game has to be first and foremost here that you're watching something that's it's entertainment. And all of these other leagues understand that too, entertainment. I'd be cutting down on all of those timeouts at the end of college basketball games. Remember how bad that would be? You go, oh, my God. But, you know, this is where the networks are going, well, wait a minute, we're trying to sell advertising space. Whereas the league's going, well, we want flow in here. You know? We, we, we need to have a rhythm to these sporting events. And a lot of these games where you just go, here's a timeout, and then there's another timeout. Oh, it's a 20 timeout. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, pull. a lot of the leagues, like college and pro football, they're taking commercial breaks without leaving the field. You notice these where they slide in and add, yeah. but like Joe Tessitore is still talking or Chris Fowler is still talking. That was basically invented about a decade ago by Fox with NASCAR. Later, in the, if there were 50 laps left, they would never leave the track. They would say, uh, let's go to this ad by Sunoco Fuel, and they would do Sunoco Fuel for 30 seconds. But the guys might join. The guys would still be there, and if something happened, they would fly back to it, and you still get to watch the race. Well, I was watching the President's Cup, and uh, they were talk- They call it playing through, where you get to still watch what's going on in the golf, but then there's a commercial there. And maybe that's where we're headed. But, you know, these timeouts at the end of games, certainly in college basketball and the NBA, and, and, you know, people would always often joke, it's like, just tune into the final two minutes of an NBA game and you can see everything you need. You want people to tune in and watch watch an event, watch a sporting event, not just watch the highlights. Yeah, Anton? I can't speak. I don't know if my wife and my son represent everyone in that uh, in those brackets, but there have been a number of times we watched NBA games. Just the other night, it was like a 98-96 game with like 126 left or whatever. And... We, we were frustrated with the fact that we knew it was going to take more like 15, 20 minutes to play this last minute and a half. And my son, who's 17, has brought it up a number of times. And my wife actually walked out of the room thinking that she can come back in 15, 20 minutes and the game will still you know, have a few seconds left, which is just, I think, ruining things. Uh, this program is brought to you by the great folks at True Car. When you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I think the story there is you were making your wife watch NBA basketball, Todd. That was a little brutal. By the way, wasn't it the Wizards and the Hornets that you were watching? That was definitely one of the games. I was oh, no. Yeah. yeah, that that's mean-spirited. That really is. We tried. We gave it a shot. We flipped back and forth between that and the Miami Heat. But you the, just have one TV? Is that it? Well, we were all hanging. We were all trying to spend quality time together in the family room. I guess you, you definitely could go into another room and watch something hey, else. We tried it. nothing like quality time watching the Wizards and the Hornets. Bring everybody together. Yes. My wife will say, is this one important? Yeah. And it, which is great. Like that's fair. She's like, you know, if this one's important, we could watch it. Absolutely. If not, you know, uh, Miss Maisel started again. Why don't we uh, do that or whatever? Yeah. Yes, Paul. I take a lot of heat on those midweek MAC games. It's Tuesday night. Northern Illinois is playing Miami of Ohio. My wife's like, "What is this? What is this?" And I'm like, "Ah, and I can't really come up with it because I don't think she knows the concept of MAC football and how great it is. But in the national scheme of things, it's not vital." Yeah, but. And that's why I go down to the basement and watch myself. Yeah. It, Unless, I mean, my wife's looking for quality time with me. Yeah, my wife likes me a little bit. Yeah, my wife's, I don't think she's looking for quality time. That would be a huge problem in my house. If I was like, ah, I'm going to go in the other room and watch TV, she'd be like, TV would be off and like, okay, what's going on? Oh, Are we wow. okay? Yeah, no, that, really? that would be a huge problem. You're like, oh, so we're going to do that now? Where we're just going to be in separate rooms all night? No, 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 no. I oh. couldn't. I couldn't do that at all. Oh like ever, God. ever, or just like what if it was like a like a Patriots playoff game and she wanted to watch a movie? Well, one that would never happen. I would be more likely to be like, "Oh, Devil Wears Prada's on," and she would be like, "What are you talking about? It's a divisional round playoff game for the Patriots." Like she she would be driving that okay. bus. What about tonight? Ravens Jets. Let's say you want to watch it and she doesn't. Uh, I would. We would watch some of it. I would say. But then after a little while, I'd probably be like, yeah, let's just put on Miss Maisel. <laughs> my, 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 my wife knows uh, probably put that, that on. I can catch the rest of the, you know, the second half later. After 7 o'clock, I'm sorry, we play by my rules, and then I go down to the basement and watch. You want to come down? Sorry about the cigarette smoke. You want a little tequila? 
pull up a chair and sit down there, honey, and watch, you know, my sporting event. But other than that, you know, I will, though, there are times when I'm down there like main cabin builders, and she goes, I thought you were going to watch a, uh, you know, there was a football game going on. I said, yeah, it's a commercial break, you know. There's a big leak yeah. in the siding. <laughs> they they got to fix it. Yeah, it's fine. Weather's yeah, coming. Does your wife ever put you on the spot? What if it's 27-6 Ravens with 9-18 left in the third quarter, and you're still fixated on it? No, and it because, looks like you don't want anything to do with your no, family. So I, watch no, because I bring up 28-3 to Super Bowl. You know, because we went to a Super Bowl party, and then she said, I guess I guess this is over, and I said, "Yeah, probably so." And then all of a sudden, they they storm back. So then I always go, "Hey, remember the Patriots? They came back twenty eight three. Yes, McLeod. Jets aren't coming back from twenty eight three tonight. I'm going to call your wife and tell her that's an excuse. We're going to take a break here. Ladanian Tomlinson will join us. Should the, uh, the NFL be protecting Lamar Jackson more than they are? Twenty three after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in five, four, three. Two, one, I'm out. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Had some friends who uh, sent me a couple of tweets. Scott Boris has signed $814 million this week. Uh, That's $40.5 million that he makes or his company makes at 5%. And he's got a couple other clients, so he could sign contracts upwards of a billion dollars this week and make close to $50 million. That's what you hire him for, and he certainly did his job. LaDainian Tomlinson, the Hall of Famer, NFL Network analyst, is uh, in El Paso, Texas. Kellogg's Frosted Flakes Mission Tiger and uh, Dick's Sporting Goods Foundation giving middle school kids access to school sports and uh, teaming up with Tony the Tiger to give every kid in El Paso the chance to play. More on this, missiontiger.com. Good morning, LT. How are you? Good morning, Dan. And and I'll tell you, that was that was well said. Thank that you. was well said, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Good to talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I just saw this article, and uh, it had a, a comment from Earl Thomas saying the NFL needs to protect Lamar Jackson a little better than what they are. I don't know if there's been anything that stood out with you so far where you said, boy, somebody's going above and beyond the call of duty to try to go at Lamar Jackson's legs. So what do you make of this comment by Earl Thomas? I think Earl is just kind of, you know, he's been a great teammate and and just kind of putting it out there that, hey, you know, watch out for, for things that might be coming. I agree with you. I haven't seen anything uh, malicious that people are trying to go after his legs or intentionally hurt him. Um, you know, but I think Earl is just putting a bug in, in everyone's ear, the ref's ear, that, 
as we get closer to the playoffs and things, you know, are heightened, you know, the playoffs wins are on the line, championships are on the line, watch out for people trying to put him out the game. Yeah, but it's hard to be, if you're a defensive player, like when does he become a runner and he's not a quarterback any longer? And then if he is a runner, I should be able to go at him the way defenses went at you. I completely agree. Once he once he leaves that pocket and he tucks that ball, you know, he, he is a runner. He's, he's like a running back. And so you have to attack him and get him down to the ground, you know, the best way you can. And if that's going at his legs to grab a leg, to, to hold him, to keep him down, that's what you have to do. Um, and certainly when he's in the pocket, then, you know, he should get the same respect as, as every other quarterback in the pocket. But, you know, once he tucks that football, it's all fair game. How many yards do you think he could actually run for if he wanted to? Oh, man, that's a good question. This offense is built around him, you know, so he, he probably can put up, you know, thirteen to 1,500 yards because his offense is built around him and he runs the ball so much. Uh, you know, and I just think about a guy like Michael Vick. You know, he had over a thousand yards, and and he didn't have an offense catered around him. You know, he his yards came from scrambling around. So I think because the offense is built around him, he probably can max. I would say fifteen hundred yards. Yeah, and you had the design plays. It's not like he's going to line up in the backfield because that's different. That's when everybody knows you're getting the ball. Now he still has right. that element of surprise. But I think what's overlooked with Lamar Jackson is his ability to throw from the pocket, LT, because mm-hmm. we tend to look at him as a running quarterback who can throw instead of a throwing quarterback who can run. And we thought that maybe he was a project, that maybe it was going to take some time here. And I think that's that's been overlooked with him, is his ability you know, to, to throw from the pocket. It really has, Dan. You're, you're right. It has been overlooked. And, you know, I believe that's where he has made the most strides at is throwing the football. When you think about last year when he took over and they went on a little run to get to the playoffs, when he played the Chargers in L.A., um, the Chargers had a difficult time stopping that offense with him because they just hadn't seen it before. No one had. Um, But in the playoffs where they made their, you know, strides that was forcing him to throw the football, and, you know, he, he struggled at that time. I don't think you can do that anymore to Lamar Jackson because he can't beat you from the pocket. I think what you have to do is make him throw the ball on the perimeter, make him throw it outside the numbers, you know, take yeah. away the middle of the field from him because when you look at it, that's where he's getting most of his yards through the air is those tight ends running up the seam. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I got to make him throw from the pocket, but I also have to make him throw wide because he he loves the middle of the field. He loves his tight ends, and if you're able to do that, then like I got to take away one of his weapons because he's always going to have another one. But uh, that's why he's the MVP. We're talking to Ladanian Tomlinson and uh, the Hall of Famer. Do you consider the Patriots cheaters? No, I mean I, I don't. I don't consider them cheaters. I, I really don't. I just, you know, I, I do believe that in the past they have done some questionable things. Um, you know, but honestly, Dan, we, I think a lot of teams try to push the envelope. You know, a lot of teams try to go overboard. 
I think the Patriots happened because they have done it so much. They got caught in some situations. I do believe that this situation, I don't, I don't think Bill Belichick has anything to do with it. I, I really don't. Um, and so, you know, Bill, I mean, Bill came out and said it. He said, hey, have we pushed the envelope? Have we, you know, been on the verge of, of going too far? Sure we have. He, you know, but in, in this situation, I have no knowledge of it. We have nothing to do with it, and I, and I, I believe it. Dallas Cowboys face the L.A. Rams. These are, you know, the Rams have to win. They have to win out if they're going to make the playoffs, whereas Dallas could still lose and still end up winning the NFC East. Uh, which team do you have a harder time trying to figure out this season? <laughs> uh, <laughs> without question, it's the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys are the most talented team that's also the most frustrating team um, to watch because all that talent on the team, you, you don't understand why they're not winning more than they are, why they're not be, beating teams 500 or better. Um, you know, with the Rams, it, 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 you know, for me, they just got away from what made them good. You know, they were trying to manage Todd Gurley and, you know, preserve him and all this stuff at the beginning of the year. Now it's too late. I don't think they're going to get into the playoffs. I think they're too far behind. Now they're trying to get the ball to Ty Gurley. And they look great now, but it's too late. Too little, too late for me. The Cowboys, I don't know what which team is going to show up from week to week. You sold on Dak Prescott as a franchise quarterback. I am. Okay. I am. I think, I think Dak is a franchise quarterback. He's shown me enough. Um, over these last few years of his development now. We're still talking about Dak is still a young guy, you know, so he's going to continue to develop uh, into more of a, a franchise guy. But he has done more. You know, he has done enough to me to warrant the Dallas Cowboys saying, you know what, Dak, you're, you are a guy going forward. You are a franchise quarterback. Because I think Dak, at this point, he can win games on his own. Like, he doesn't need the running game any longer. Uh, where, you know, years past, he needed the run game. I think he has enough talent around him that he can win games on his own. Is being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys still a coveted job? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think it is because of the brand. Now, there's going to be some hesitation because of the relationship that Jerry Jones has, you know, with everyone in that organization and the players and, you know, what other owner has, you know, what, three radio shows or so? Yeah, but so I don't want my always... owner to have radio shows, LT. I agree. I, agree. I, I, don't, I, agree. I, I want him seen, not heard. That's part of the problem. I, you know, be up in the skybox with a drink in your hand, and that's fine. But I don't, I don't want you so involved. And I think that's – if Urban Meyer is truly interested in this, which is what I was told yesterday, that he is interested in the Dallas job – there's no way I'd go in there without, you know, some ground rules laid down here. Well, without question. If, if you're someone like Urban Meyer, who deserves to be able to run the team, speak for the team, you know, Jerry has to be able to remove himself. He has to. He can't. He can't do like it. Urban Meyer. He can't do it. But, but, say, but say if it was somebody like Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, knew he would be a new NFL coach. He, I don't think he would care. You know, he's so happy to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach that he's going to overlook a lot of this stuff initially. So that's why I say the brand of being the Dallas Cowboys 
coach having that on your resume, Dan, I mean, that's huge for a coach. Were you a, were you a Cowboys fan growing up? Absolutely. Yes, I was. Did you meet Emmett? I did meet. I did meet Emmett. Uh, right when I was 12 years old, I met Emmett. <laughs> How nervous were you? Huh? Uh, well, it was that it was that Jay Novacek's football camp. So initially, I was really nervous. But, you know, after Emmett said a couple of words to me, man, I was just kind of in awe and, and so, like, you know, like, can't believe I'm, I'm looking at Emmett Smith. I idolized this guy, you know. And so the nerves went away, and I, I just kind of just watched the guy, you know. It was just kind of cool experience. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, hey, uh, you're doing great things down there in El Paso. Once again, it's the Kellogg's Frosted Flakes Mission Tiger Dick Sporting Goods Foundation giving middle school kids their access to uh, school sports. And you can learn a lot more about this. LT teaming up with Tony the Tiger to give every kid in El Paso the chance to play. You can learn more at missiontiger.com. It's always great to talk to you. We appreciate your time, LT. Thank you, Dan. That's uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Had 145 touchdowns in his career. You sort of forget, like he had a couple of seasons where he went, wow, those are big boy numbers there. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, where are the two bowl rings? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, by the nice. way, no, wow. I'm just kidding. Uh, because you look at me like that's what the kind of thing I am supposed to say, but he's, he was awesome. We'll take a break. We'll settle on our poll question. We got a play of the day. We got some baseball to talk uh, to Tom Verducci about, including this three batter minimum that pitchers, relief pitchers, have to face. And I I thought this was a proposal. I didn't know they passed this thing. Yes, Todd. And moments ago, Tom Verducci wanted to make sure we knew it is a go. It's up to them, meaning Major League Baseball at this point, not the union. Union has nothing to do with the, the voting process. Major League Baseball is ready to implement it, and it's all about uh, their choice with that. When did this happen? Who voted on this? Well, take a break. i got to get some more information on it because it's fascinating. Where you can have a guy going out that you're lefty against a lefty, and then he's got to stay in against two righties. Yeah, will it help the pace? Will it matter? And also, the Angels didn't get Garrett Cole, but I think they got a better player for their team and uh, Rendon. So we'll talk to uh, Berducci and the Dodgers whiffed on two of these guys here. So we'll talk to uh, Tom about that coming up a little bit later on. Our play of the day is next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh, my God. The play of the day. Check this out. Moran with a running start. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
Well, they cleared it out this time. Come get some Aaron Baines. Look at this young fellow partner with a lot of body contact down below. That's your rookie of the year right there, John Morant. Little crisscross. Grizzlies Television Network. He finished with 13 points, six assists, four rebounds. He's leading all rookies in scoring and assists, 18 and six. It's been pretty impressive. And even if Zion was playing, I thought that John Morant had a better chance of winning the Rookie of the Year. Because I did think that Zion would have great moments, great highlights, but that John Morant might have more of an impact on his team uh, because he's playing with Memphis, and it looked like they were going to turn that team over to him. Yeah, Paul. John Morant, Morant's got a really unique look. He's got almost no socks. They're only about an inch high, but then he's wearing pants all the way down to his ankles, and there's just one inch of exposed. Play of the Day is brought to you by True Car. In sports, information is vital, and it's no different when you're shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car. I saw some numbers here on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is completing 63.5% of his passes when he's outside the pocket. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. He's completing 67% of his passes from inside the pocket, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. Quarterback rating is 109, if you follow such numbers. Most passing touchdowns in the pocket this season, Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, Lamar Jackson, all with 22. Lamar Jackson has more pocket touchdown passes than Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and Russell Wilson, Jr., the third. So, more on this new baseball rule. And if you're just waking up, you probably are saying, wait, what new baseball rule? If you bring in a relief pitcher, he has to face at least three batters. Or you come in and you get out of the inning, I believe, is also part of that rule. So you could face two batters, and then the inning ends, and then you could be done with your assignment. But as it is now, in 2020, if you bring in a relief pitcher, he is going to have to face at least three batters. Yes, Paul? Isn't this easily avoidable? What if a manager puts in a guy for two batters and says, boy, I'd really like to switch this here. He gives him the old signal, and the pitcher goes, oh, and grabs his neck. A little tweak of the neck, a little tweak of the shoulder, and I have to come out of the game. You can't prove his neck is not tweaked in the moment. He doesn't have to go on the DL. You just leave the game. Yeah. I, it seems like an easy, easy fix. Seaton? Why not just limit the number of pitching changes you can make in a game? Say, in like, for nine innings, you can only change pitchers four times. Okay. Then you figure you have a starter, then you try to get to your setup guy, so that's one change, and then your closer, that would be two. So everybody basically uses two per game normally. That gives you the option for two more. Do we know the average number of pitching changes in Major League Baseball last year? I'd be curious which teams had the most, which teams had the least. But this this is a rule that is going to be put into play in 2020. Also, you know, all of this, uh, the analytics, all the speculation, the balls juiced, launch angle, and then we realized that the seams on the baseball were raised, and that played a large role in the number of home runs hit. Is that doctoring the baseball? Is that juicing the baseball? I mean, when you when you think about it, it it's altering it. It's just not what we think when we think the ball is juiced. Yes, Eden. Would raise seams also help pitchers? It would me. 
uh, as obviously as a former uh, high school pitcher, right? Uh, the race seemed yes, absolutely. You you'll get guys who are who try to raise the seams yeah. on a baseball uh, when they're pitching. That's why they like to keep they like to hold on to that one ball that's got a little yeah. scuff on it or something like that. It's a little something extra to grip. Yes, I would imagine a raised seam would be the same thing. I would think so. It gives you better grip, better control with your breaking ball. Yes, McLovin. By the way, on the three batter minimum, uh, Joe Madden was asked about the other day, and his response was, "Wait, did that pass?" Question mark. And then Joe Girardi also in the press conference said. Hey, what's the deal? Does anyone know if that passed? And someone said, I think so. He's like, huh, beats me. So nobody understands oh what's God. going on here. God. They slipped one by the goalie. Yeah, Paul. I found an article from NBCSports.com, Craig Calcaterra, on September 25th, who says the ne- rule will be active next year. So the media had reported <laughs> this before the World Series, before the end of the regular season. It slipped past the goal. And by the way, three-pitcher minimum sounds like a, like a drinking game show around baseball. Yes, McLeod. Or like a 90s, like Gin Blossoms kind of band. Three-pitcher minimum opening <laughs> for uh, Blue Traveler. Uh, one hour in the books, two more to go. Is Troy Aikman joining us on the show tomorrow, Todd? He is going to dress on Monday. Oh, on Monday. So recap week 15 and talk about all the GM jobs except for Dallas that he's interested in. Yeah. He, Roy Aikman, may be moving into the front office. Could we see then Tony Romo maybe go to Fox? I could shake things up. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life and now it comes in two great tropical flavors strawberry banana and tropical burst they're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise try them both then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com you could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Napa Know How. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331.20.